I was like, I will take over the whole business. I just need you to sign the papers, you know? Oh my God, I love you girls so much because like that is so something I would have done, like created a whole presentation. Welcome back to Scotland Talks, bringing you less stress and more success with the power of joy. I'm Anne Scotland. Thank you so much for joining me here on Scotland Talks today. Please do like and subscribe. I've got a special guest for you today that you're gonna love because we're mixing things up on how we find our joy. So I'm super excited to introduce to you Angie Lee. Hi, Angie. Hi, Anne, how are you? <laughs> I am so good. It's so great to see your smiling face again. We were talking at a retreat recently and just realizing um, we both deal in emotional wellness. And Angie is as a really amazing field. She is not only a therapist, but she is an intimacy coach and has a lot of amazing things to share with us about our joy and our wellness. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so tell me this. Um, tell me how you got into, first of all, into being into therapy and why that was meaningful for you. And then how you moved from there into intimacy coaching. Hey, no problem. You know, and I will say this, I always premise this uh, when I'm asked this question, because it is a rather lengthy story, but I always try to give the most condensed version as possible. <laughs> um, but what I will say is when I was in high school, I really um, did not want to go to college. And I know a lot of people are really surprised when they hear me say that, like, seriously, <laughs> I couldn't even tell, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm like, no, I just, I really didn't have a desire. I was really uh, drawn to uh, entrepreneurship at a very early age. And so when I was younger, I used to do hair for the girls at school in the neighborhood and, and collect a few dollars, you know, braiding hair and doing things like that. And I started learning how to practice doing nails. And I was just so excited about that. And so um, when it got around to like my junior year of high school, um, I was actually selling Avon. And the funny story about that is I wanted to sell it in high school, but I was not an adult. And um, I could not sign up because I wasn't 18. And I literally almost created, it wasn't a PowerPoint back then, obviously that wasn't a thing, but you know, I created this whole presentation for my mom to convince her to sign me up for Avon. Like, I was like, I will take over the whole business. I just need you to sign the papers, you know? Oh my God, I love you girls so much because like that is so something I would have done. Like created a whole presentation. Whole presentation, Ed, okay? Like the whole wow, thing. Wow, that rocks. We still talk about that story to this day. It's hilarious. But, but I was so serious about that. I just really enjoy, you know, in a sense, being my own boss from, from early on. Um, but at that time, my grandmother uh, was asking me what, what I was going to do after high school. And she's like, you really need to get going on this, you know, go to college. And, and in, in, her, in her defense, because of the era and the time in which, you know, she lived, um, she felt that it was important that, you know, you go to college and you get a degree and you get a good job and you hopefully let that sustain you the rest of your life, you know? Um, but that just wasn't my vibe, but I was very close to my grandmother and I honored her in a lot of ways. And I just felt like, okay, well, I have to figure this out because she's not going to let this go. <laughs> you got to go to college. Right, right. Um, right. So I ended up um, finding out in my junior year that there was a college and career center at my high school. I was not even aware of because I wasn't, I wasn't concerned about college. So yeah, you're like, what? <laughs> So I visited uh, the College and Career Center and, um, you know, the woman there asked me what I wanted to do, you know, what I wanted to major in. I said, I don't know. She was just like, well, what do you like to do? I'm like, 
entrepreneurship. Like I like to just, you know, and you would have thought that she would have told me to look into business or, you know, business administration. Um, But she said, well, well, what else do you like to do? That's how the conversation went. Well, what else do you like to do? And I'm like, well, I like to listen to people. I love like, you know, when they talk to me, I feel like I'm just always engaged. Like, I mean, I I think I give good advice, I guess, you know? And so she said, well, what you sound like you might be interested in is social work or maybe psychology. And so she kind of explained the two. And I said, well, social work sounds more so, you know, like my, my speed, if I had to choose. (laughs) Um, And that's really how I got into the field. Uh, But to this day, I've, I've veered and I've taken so many different paths. I've I've been a social worker, therapist, and also been an entrepreneur, you know, and doing other things all balled up in one. Um, But I'm so appreciative of that, that experience as a social worker and what it took to get me to this point, um, because there's a lot of, uh, a lot of business too, that I've learned within social work. Brilliant, brilliant. Right. And, yeah. and, and so many businesses that people kind of forget you're your own yeah. like, oh, I'm a therapist, I'm a counselor. Many, many of those people are self-employed, either exclusively or partially. Yep. So, you know, understanding those business tenants uh, is great. So you got to do both, really. You got to do, get, learn business, <laughs> have a counselor and therapist, yeah. be an entrepreneur. And I just want to like give a shout out like to that school career counselor, college counselor, whatever she was. And, and I just recently wrote an article where I mentioned a high school English teacher of mine too, which is really who really kind of helped me take off on my own writing and built that confidence in me that the amount of influence we have, if anyone is listening and watching to this, you are mentoring younger people. If you're a teacher, if you're a counselor in, especially in the high school, wow, change the life in a few conversations or even one Mm -hmm. and set the track in. And is this something you've loved to do? Oh yes. Like I feel (laughs) like I can't get away from it. Even when I've started other businesses and (laughs) other things, everyone always says that they feel so comfortable. it is such a gift. It's such yeah. a gift and, and really perfect too, because of the, you know, the later iteration of your career. And we talk about joy on here in so many aspects. We talk about personal joy. We talk about joy at home, joy with our pets, joy with our families. We talk about work-life integration and how we bring the joy to the whole person. It's not just work-life balance anymore. It's work-life integration. We're whole people. We always were, but now mm-hmm. it's even more obvious because many of us, you know, many people are working from home more yeah. is how do you bring the whole health and wellness together? And how do you live from a joyful and vibrant place? And yeah. I think one place that often gets overlooked very conveniently and intentionally by many of us, including probably me many times <laughs> is, like those conversations around uh intimacy and what that means and i know intimacy can be defined in a lot of ways so to be clear it's not just sex sex is a beautiful part of intimacy but you can be intimate in uh you know in 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 a totally you know in a non-romantic relationship as well of course so tell us a little bit about like the ebb and flow in that and and how you found that so important Yeah, well, you know, um, being a social worker for so many years and being a therapist um, and predominantly working with um, children through teenage years, I really had an opportunity to see the formative years, like really work with kids 
um, and seeing how they interact with their peers, how they interact with their teachers and how they interact with their family members. And what was so apparent to me was the intimacy piece. And I could usually tell right off the bat um, when I'm talking with a student, you know, a child, um, where there may be a bit of a lack in intimacy and how they even respond to maybe something I might say, you know, they may mm-hmm. respond out of a place of um, fear, you know, or like, did I do something wrong or mm-hmm. nervous every time you you reach towards them? You know, it's just so many things that indicates that intimacy has played such a huge role mm-hmm. um, in how we interact. And so um, in this stage in my life and now working with adults, uh, I'm really so much more drawn um, to how do we build stronger relationships between adults? Because then that trickles down to their children. Um, so a lot of times people don't know that on the flip side, low key, I'm kind of trying to help families stay together. Amazing. <laughs> <In all> way. <laughs> yes. I mean, and how important and critical and, and why not talking, you know, talking about them more openly and just making it, you know, we're no longer in the 20th century. We don't have to sweep everything under the rug. Many of us still try and some people do, but you know, we've, I think if learned nothing else in modern psychology and therapy and coaching, counseling, all of it, that, uh, you know, working on it, getting it out there, finding help and support, realizing that you're not the only one. And especially around any kind of conversation with the word intimacy, which sends people like hearts racing and flying to the hills sometimes. Um, right. Like, oh my God, I'm like, I'm my mother, I can't talk about intimacy. <laughs> like, exactly. wow, it's not just sex. <laughs> um, you know, but, but that culture in her world, yep. I can't, it's very challenging to have an intimate conversation with many of my family members. No yeah. sex involved. Right. Right. <laughs> like exactly. Just how do you even, you just get so tired about talking the weather about the weather and old memories. And you're like, oh my God, if I could just like get a really like, I really want them to understand me. Yeah. I want them to be interested in my life. I want to understand them as a human being. And, mm-hmm. and I'm fascinated again you know, I was writing this article again by human beings like I am in love with human beings I credit some of that to growing up very isolated where I had almost no one around yeah. so once I became an adult because I was literally born wired to be a social being <laughs> I just fell in love with people but um <laughs> yeah so how do you kind of raise those conversations um I mean I think it's I digress one more time it was fascinating around kids because as you were saying that angie i actually had two really specific memories burst in that you know some of the things that i wrestle with in my own life every day whether that's insecurities or fears or um old programming i thought wow this is so interesting because i thought of some situations in my childhood it was more about communication and intimacy mm-hmm. being love yeah when um someone I deeply cared for as a child and adult would kind of give you the emotional smackdown mm-hmm. when you tried to overachieve, but fell short of their idea of what that should look like. Yeah. Um, so that idea, I was like, Oh man. So what if like, you know, if you think you're, you know, leaning towards overachieving and, you know, in a healthy way, if you're really learning to achieve something and you're like, yeah, but you're waiting for the smackdown and it's like, right. not a physical <laughs> exactly. smackdown either, just yeah. verbally. But that's, that's a damage and intimacy that is like affects you as an adult and what you do every day. Exactly. It's so connected. It's so connected. And that's what I usually talk to people about. As soon as I 
premise things like that, immediately it takes them to a place, you know, where they have felt that way, you know, whether they remembered a, a memory of a form of intimacy that was positive, but then also one that was negative. And that usually helps open the door, you know, for the conversation um, to happen, because then it's like, okay, you already see me in the first few seconds, then okay, maybe this is, this is okay for me to, <laughs> for me to share. So yeah, so it's, it's very important to me that I can connect with people, like literally almost on the spot. Um, because you, you, that's the time that you have with them. They, they need to be able to feel your energy and your sincerity and that you understand from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. so. Wow. So tell me about like now, what are some of the tools or methods that you use to, to teach people? And what does that look like around mm -hmm. intimacy? Like, let's just unpack a little bit more about what yeah. you do and, and how, how that helps people specifically. Yeah, for sure. You know, the, the main thing, um, especially when I'm working with couples, is for them to uh, first be able to recognize what their desires are, what their, their needs are. That has to be in the forefront because it's, it's really not possible to communicate that to anyone if you don't know. <laughs> so that's the biggest thing first is like really um, getting them an opportunity to identify what is it that you desire? Not what you feel is wrong or what you feel like you're not getting, but let's just talk about what you desire. Because mm -hmm. I want to get them in a place of visualizing that it can be achieved, but we need to know what it is first, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, so that's definitely the, one of the bigger things. And does and then, that include like sitting on the couch, watching TV and having someone put their arm around you? Is that considered part of intimacy? That can be for some okay, people. For some yeah, people. For, yeah, for some people. And it's, it's good for them to be able to identify that. So for them, they may really enjoy that type of closeness in the form of a physical touch. And so some people don't necessarily need mm -mm. sex right then and there or penetration, right. but they want to feel the warmth of, mm -hmm. you know, your hand or your arm um, that helps them to feel, you know, um, mm -hmm. prioritized and cared yeah. for. Yeah, yeah. close. So. Right. Amazing. Amazing. Um, so yeah. So what are some of the tools that you use? I think you have a book, right? Yeah, actually, uh, my books are, <laughs> they're not, uh, so oh, that's right. yeah, at this you're, point, you're also an point. author and write fiction. Yes, I do. That's right. That's right. This is like the most diversified, amazing woman. I love talking to Angie anytime. Uh, it's like, that's a whole nother podcast. Right, like, we'll save other. it for that. So, but to tell us about some of the other tools, because I know just recently yep. you released some really cool um, cards. So tell us about yeah. that. Yeah. So um, I have some uh, relationship talk cards that are debuting um, at the top of next month. And so those cards are a total of uh, 150 questions and 10 bonus questions um, in the areas of mental intimacy, mm -hmm. um, spirit, mental intimacy, physical intimacy, and emotional intimacy. Nice. And th these are just really great uh, questions that you can uh, open up the dialogue with your partner, but not feel mm -hmm. uh, embarrassed, ashamed, or like nervous that you're going to have a breakup after these cards. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that questions, well worded in advance. <laughs> right. That's that's the advantage instead of us all yeah. blurting out things and getting exactly. emotional like, when it's not yeah. helpful. <laughs> 
So I was very intentional when I was creating the questions <laughs> because I, I understand. I always go back to, I really do understand because I am married myself and have been married for quite some time. And I've worked with enough people to know um, the different things that can be triggers, but how can we still, you know, talk about things and engage in things and be as transparent as we possibly can be. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And that's called a uh, passion play talk cards. So amazing. Yeah. That is such a great tool. It just <laughs> takes the pressure off. And I know I've used um, a variety of other kinds of talk cards, okay. both for fun and at like, you know, at dinner party games yep. or, or even with some of my clients, depending mm -hmm. on what it is. And they are really useful and it does somehow take the pressure off when it's printed on a card. And it's like, it's not yep. my fault that I'm asking this <laughs> or, or it can just be fun and curious. You don't know what cards you're going to draw. I think drawing exactly. can be fun, right? Like yeah. you can plan it or you can draw it, right. um, which is really fun. So, so around intimacy coaching, um, so you feel like, so do the majority of your clients that come for intimacy coaching come because it has something to do with sexual relationship with a partner is that your primary audience um it's really not you know what i've actually noticed my primary audience um are just people that are really trying to regain a connection again with their partner so and that can include physical yes. intimacy but a lot of times um they they're not i won't say they're too many people are really struggling in that department. I will say they may want to learn some new tricks or maybe sure, right. a little Have bit more, more exciting. <laughs> right, just a little bit, you know. Um, but for the most part, um, they're still engaging. You sure. know, when, when they do, they're enjoying the engagement. Mm -hmm. But it, it's getting there is sometimes yeah. the issue because they're not prioritizing the quality time or um, they're not pri prioritizing certain conversations that need to be had. Um, yes, like emotional closeness, right. closeness. Exactly. Like, you know, if you're not on talking terms, it's not highly likely that other things are going to happen either. Right. <laughs> if the right. air is not clear, it's like you feel this wall, you know, right. different relationships. Exactly. Like, I've experienced that sometimes. Yes. Like, yeah. oh man, I'm not talking to them. They're like, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, so, yeah, that's, that's really incredible. And so what do you say to uh, people who maybe this is a new conversation, like this whole topic even? Um, what is the difference between, say you're single and again, you know, open open forum here, guys. So we'll, we'll try not, we're not going to be offensive, but if you're single <laughs> and you have an active sex life yeah. and you are used to asking for what you want and maybe yep. you do or don't have a significant other, but let's say you don't. Mm -hmm. then how does that different if someone hasn't been married or in a really yeah. long-term long relationship how does that change for people when you know you go from one lifestyle sort of to another and then you feel like you're not getting all your needs met or something's different yeah that's a really good question and the reason why i say that's such a good question is because when you've um been operating you know and, and navigating life on your own for a while uh, and you found your groove um and you're satisfied with your group but then you happen to come across a person and you're like oh i think i want to spend more time with them and i want to have a relationship with them it can be tricky because you've only been used to your way of thinking mm -hmm. you've only been used to you know satisfying your own needs in a way you've been the supplier of all of that and so mm -hmm. when you uh, connect with someone you know in terms of a relationship 
you know, I think it's natural to want to feel like they can also provide certain things for you too. Um, not that they define your happiness, but you want to share in, in your life with them, you know? And so when you find that you were able to do a lot of things on your own, and then the person is not necessarily responding to what you enjoy, or what you like, or what pleases you, it can be very frustrating. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people hit a brick wall because they're like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, what, what is the problem? <laughs> like, I just, you know, I like this um, person. I like being with them. We have fun together. Right. But then there's this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And see, because we, we all have our own thought process. We are all our own person. We have our own DNA. We come with all of our own stuff and things, you know, mm-hmm. and trying to merge those two um, is a skill. And I always say it's, it's not always just this natural thing. Yes. At the beginning, it's a lot of chemistry. There's a lot of sparks flying. That's just the way human <laughs> biology yeah, just biology responding. <laughs> <Right. laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. But as you settle into your typical routine of knowing someone, um, you kind of forget, you know, that excitement piece of exploring and learning each other because it was so natural at the beginning because you legitimately didn't know each other. But mm-hmm. now that you do, you literally have to create a world of excitement again. Like, mm-hmm. what is it that I want to explore with you? And that's where vulnerability comes into play because yeah. you have to be open to share that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I have noticed that that's where mm-hmm. people kind of have those challenges when they go from single life to now, you sure. know, being involved. Yep. And it's really interesting because, you know, I have, um, I have a friend about my age who uh, has been single for a long time, has been in and out of, you know, short to midterm length relationships and at this stage in her life she's like yeah I don't want a relationship I need I I need sex but I don't need a relationship I don't want it I don't want to feel like I am controlled I don't want to feel like I can't mm-hmm. do what I want and I'm like you know ultimately that might not be what like feeds her soul for the rest mm-hmm. of her life but right now she's like I just need it's like okay that's like kind of shocking I'm so actually impressed mm-hmm. that you just articulated that yeah because yeah you know, like, you know, most of my friends are married or have kids or yeah. it's like, that's really, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you know your own mind at this stage of your life. Yeah. That is really amazing. You know, I love being in a, in relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm one of those people I cannot not be in a relationship because <laughs> <laughs> I just love sharing life. Yeah. Life is yeah. so, and that's like a different part of intimacy mm-hmm. that people forget about. So if you're single and you have a, you know, an active lifestyle as a single person, yeah. but you know, what are you really missing out on? Oh, all the pain and suffering and arguments of having a relationship. <laughs> well, it depends because yeah, really um, some people really are fed. I'm one of those people who's really fed by being in a secure relationship. Um, the sky is bluer to me when I get to point it out to someone else. Yeah. You know, right. everything. When I travel, I travel alone and it's fun and I travel and it's great. It's fine. Mm-hmm. When I travel with, and not just a significant other, but even mm-hmm. close friends. But anyway, right. life for me is so much more beautiful when it's shared. Yeah. Always. That's just how I actually get more pleasure out of life as a whole mm-hmm. is sharing right. it, pointing things out. I'm always like that exer- observant, annoying little kid. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> Why do birds fly? Oh, you know, like life is still wondrous to me. Like I seem to kind of yeah. age out of it. And I'm yeah. thrilled. Um, right. so, and that's so much more fun. To, to yeah. Me. Well, you know yourself. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. like for me, I know that's really important. Right. And of course, all the rest is also wonderful and important. Mm-hmm. But 
we kind of forget, we kind of pigeonhole what things are in relationship, you know, sex or relationship, like, oh, relationship yeah. does be so much work. It's such a drag. It's like, oh yeah. And what about actually having more joy in your life? Because mm -hmm. if you realize the joy of sharing it with someone who cares about you and you care about them and you want the best for each other, like that is amazing and magical. Yeah. 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 And like you said, it, you know, it's a, a perception to some yeah. degree for a lot of people, especially if you've had some experiences where, you know, you've been in and out of relationships and um, those kind of went a certain way or, you know, went south um, or you did feel like it was a lot of work, you know, tedious work. And you're like, you know what, I think I can do better by myself. Some people will adopt that view. And I, so I highly respect th their view on that. Yes. I truly do. Mm -hmm. um, because it takes a lot to recognize who you are and where you feel like you thrive. Mm -hmm. And if you feel like you thrive in that space, I am for it. You know, um, I think I'm more low, so like you, Anne, in terms of I do love connecting with people. I love solitude, you know, at times. Mm -hmm. and I like my time um, by myself, but I really enjoy um, the ins and outs of a relationship, a marriage. I really do. Mm -hmm. And um, and I value it, you know, significantly. So. I, I find the smaller things of life are more fun and joyful. Depends on the person. But like for me, um, you know, I have always cooked because I love it, not because mm -hmm. I had to. It's just a hobby. It's creative. I love gourmet food. I'm a bit of a foodie. And, you know, I confess <laughs> it all. Um, and, and my husband um, didn't really grow up in a household where any of the men cooked. And, mm -hmm. you know, mostly he made great brunches. Yeah, that was like his thing. Yeah. Like, I'll take yeah. it. That's amazing. <laughs> um, but then discovering, of course, because one of his guy friends suggested that that was totally fine, that, you know, <laughs> we get one of those like food food um, delivery services where you get the mm -hmm. recipes and all the ingredients. Yep. And, and, and we you. discovered how much fun it was cooking together yep. and like prepping together and working in the kitchen and talking. Yep. And, you know, maybe you're having, you know, a glass of wine or a sparkly water, your beverage of choice, right? Mm -hmm. And cooking, talking, like the TV doesn't have to be on. Yep. And you're talking and communicating and just like, ah, oh, I am so glad like you're one of my closest friends mm -hmm. on top of the fact that we happen to be married, on top of the fact that you have, you know, a, all these other aspects of your life yep. um, is really beautiful. And so I think bringing the whole picture together, I love what you do. I love that you say, you bring, let's bring all the good parts together and let's not let one, one, you know, one bad, one bad <laughs> strawberry spoil the bag, right? Like yeah. let's, let's find, let's clean up and get yeah. fresh, whatever isn't working mm -hmm. or where you're stuck, whether that's verbal yeah. communication, whether that's bedroom communication, whether whatever that is, so that you can have joy and live a full and abundant life. Isn't that yes. all it's all about? Yes, it really is. It really is. That is amazing. <laughs> wow. I could just talk to you forever. Time has gone. Oh, <laughs> Tell us uh, where we can find out more about you and those cards too. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, well, my website is uh, www.angiedlee.com. Um, I'm also on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under into me see coach so that's spelled i n the number two m e s e e c o a c h i can remember that one that was really good yeah. and we'll um we'll post these in the notes as well yeah. um for the audience and if you're watching you may you can see it below or if you're listening you can find it in the notes 
and get those links. Check out Angie's site, check out her cards. Um, If you want to start some fresh and fun conversations and just being open to understanding how intimacy of all sorts is so important to having a joyful human life. Thank you so much, Angie. Thank you you so much. Such a privilege. Hope to have you back again. And thank you all for joining us here uh, on Scotland Talks. Um, Please do like and subscribe so I can keep this content coming to you. And join us again next week. Live your joy. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.